Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Intergalactic Interviews. Of course, once and again, my name is MD. MD! And uh, I'm just hanging out here, having a sip of the uh, popcorn Sutton, as you can hear. And you might occasionally in tonight's broadcast hear about ten to 3,000 fireworks blasts. Baby, you're a firework! Now I'm gonna take off my shirt! Uh, I'm hanging out, and uh, it's Halloween tonight, but uh, when this comes out, it won't be. So, uh, yeah, maybe you find yourself uh, getting weak weekday drunk on a Thursday. It is, of course, uh, October 31st, 2013. How you doing, folks? You having a, a medium day? You having a medium night? What kind of night are you having? Uh, are you watching your favorite scary film? I watched uh, the 1931 Boris Karloff Dracula the other day. Fantastic. Except uh, it, it just kind of ends. I don't know if you uh, have you ever seen the original Dracula, but uh, first of all, they casted the guy perfectly. Boris Karloff. He had amazing, amazing screen presence. This is an era where, uh, you know, they didn't have anything, so it had to be everything, you know? Uh pretty amazing dude um the only weird thing was and i'm sure this was uh obviously an indication of early film was uh the the film just ended it just ended so abruptly uh it was like suddenly off into the sunset a cart rides they got away then done (laughs) no credits no uh no overture no you know no uh no score nothing they just end it just an end, and especially uh, I was watching it on Netflix, so it just uh, ended so abruptly that you know I was thinking afterwards that you know surely at that point because they're just developing cinema, surely they're at a point where they said to themselves, uh, you know, that was a really amazing film there. That was, that was well directed. Look at that, the cinematography. You know, it's, he's using the new techniques. Everything's amazing. And then uh, you know there was one guy in the background, one guy who was just like. You know, fuck this. Why the fuck did it end like that? That was way too quick. And then he goes out and makes a film. And that's why it takes you 10 minutes to fucking see the uh, trailer to the next film at the end of a movie now. When you watch a film, everyone's like, wait to see the credits. Wait, I want to see who is the key grip. The key grip is a very important job nowadays. And they just don't get their due. It's very important to me. And uh, then you watch it and you get some kind of Easter egg. Some kind of behind the scenes special. And uh, that, that's what it's turned into. So 1930 ends abruptly. 2013, 15 minutes of credits. And you know what's another thing I noticed? Why is it every Pixar, uh, every DreamWorks like cartoon CGI film that comes out nowadays, which I watch all of, all of them, uh, why is it every time they end now, they end like a storybook? I'm talking everything. Hotel Transylvania, you know, because it's Halloween. Uh, I was watching it the other day, and uh, Hotel Transylvania ends just like that storybook. And I thought, I- I've seen this before. And then you watch the end of Tangled, same thing. Oh, I've never seen Tangled. You know what? You need to man up, watch Tangled, sort yourself out. It's one of the one of the better ones of the last ten years. Okay, sort yourself out. I just don't understand MD these days. He's uh, he's hanging out. Oh, uh, you know what? I just realized I totally fucked that up. Earlier, you know what I fucked up is uh, it wasn't Boris Karloff. I'm just giving amazing credit. Oh, he's got such stage presence. It wasn't him at all. 
It was uh, it was Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi, who uh, you know clearly clearly set the bar in many ways. Now this sounds like empty gestures. Now it sounds like sounds like I don't know what I'm talking about. You know because uh, I fucked it up. This is what happens when you drink moonshine and you just think you're gonna do a show. This is why they don't do this uh, in other programs. Okay. Speaking of which, uh, we got a sponsor lined up. Not yet, not yet, but uh, maybe next show. I think we're gonna have uh, the very funny, the very talented Quasi Thomas on the next show. Uh, he's a very talented dude. He's been a comedian for many years. Uh, he's out from Montreal. Uh, we're going coast to coast, and uh, he's a very talented dude. He's uh, one of the few Habs fans out here too, so we like hockey together. And uh, yeah, you know, he's a, he's a good guy. We're gonna have him on the show. You guys need to learn about him. And uh, you need to learn some of the things he's done. He's a very talented guy. As a matter of fact, he's so talented, he reminds me of another gentleman. Another talented guy out there. This is like the most half-assed segue I've ever done in my life. Okay. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> it's like someone at the end of this is going to be like, is he really comparing him to this guy? Uh, Samuel Clemens, who some of you might know as Mark Twain, once said, Let us live so when we come to die... Even The Undertaker is sad. And that fits tonight for Halloween. All these people out there. You know how many people I saw today? By the way, I was Commander Riker for Halloween. I don't know what you guys uh, were, were for Halloween. But uh, so many people I saw today, uh, they, they look at me. I went to go grab some stuff from the uh, supermarket. And uh, when I was in there, clearly one of maybe no one dressed up. <laughs> I was... Uh, I was hanging out and uh, I was getting some stares, you know, because I'm, I'm in full next generation gear. Starfleet, if you will. Hashtag respect the pips. Commander. That means ranking. You, gotta, you better look it up. Anyway, truth be told, look at these fireworks. There's so many fireworks out here. I got another thing about that. Hold on. So many people were looking at me and uh, I just don't, I don't think they have any idea how fun it is to do this anymore. There's a huge generation gap. In Halloween nowadays, there were uh, a few gentlemen. Uh, their idea of dressing up at this time of year is like wearing a poppy. You know, <laughs> they, they're like, "Oh, I'm a costume. I'm definitely uh, I'm dressing up this year. I'm remembering the troops. Got to support the troops." Uh, meanwhile, they're casting judgment on me because I support a, a fictional troop in space. And uh, yeah, they're looking at me like, what's this guy's problem? It's 10 a.m. and he's wearing a Starfleet uniform. Fucking nerd. Well, reality is I'm a thousand times more free and more comfortable than those people exist in right now. I don't know. It, just, it feels weird. It feels weird to go through it. And I think Mark Twain's quote there, it's, uh, it's important. Yeah, we should be living so that even when they come to, to uh, pick up our corpse and our cadaver, uh, that they feel sad because you live such a full life. You know how many people live a 1% life? And I don't mean like the rich have everything 1%. I mean like people that that just, they don't really capitalize on the things around them. This isn't some carpe diem shit. I'm just talking about like, what do you enjoy doing with your life? Are you doing it? Do you even attempt it? Have you left it behind? What are your reasons? Are you building your dream? Are you building someone else's dream? I bet most people are building someone else's dream, and that's sad. My, my real hope for you guys out there is you really latch on to your dream and you go for it. Because 
I gotta say, lately I've been feeling really good. I've had a, uh, quite a few um, dominoes line up. I don't know. That's not the fucking word I want. Dominoes? I've had a few, uh, uh, what, navigational waypoints? I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Why do I even fucking start talking about this stuff? I don't know. Look, basically things have been going good. And uh, sometimes when you experience things go really well like this, the first thing you think of is you want people around you to feel better. And uh, I'm kind of in the next phase where I want people I don't even know. I want them to feel better. I want them to experience what I got going on. And uh, it feels good. It feels good to be working within your comfort zone and your field and then to constantly challenge yourself and to jump out of that. And then, you know, sometimes you want to you wanna be something uh, uh, that other people are saying you can't be. And the ambition is the thing that takes you through that. I don't know if uh, some of you out there right now are working through something and it's really tough. If you have something that's really weighing you down, uh, you know, you're like, oh, I don't know if I could do this. This school is so hard. I don't know if I can handle it. It's really tough. I really wanted to get into it when I started, but now what am I doing? Or, or you know, you're doing a job and, and uh, you, you love it, but, uh, but you know, maybe the people around you are making you feel like you don't love it. You got to remove yourself from that. You got to put yourself in a better situation. You're completely in charge of your own life. That is the most real statement I could possibly give you people. You cretins. Is that what I want to call you? I don't know. That's pretty rude. Once you get back on fucking topic, MD. Okay, I can do that, all right. Uh, you know what? Uh, just maybe about 20 minutes before I started this show, I actually came across a video of uh, Joe Rogan, and he was doing his early stand-up. I don't know what year this was. It looked like based on his shirt. Holy shit, you hear this fucking firework? <laughs> They're like shooting it off the balcony here. Okay, what, before I get into the Joe Rogan thing, I just want to say... I'm from Ontario in Canada, and uh, the sale of fireworks is illegal. Illegal. So uh, they only sell them to like commercial things like for Canada Day or, uh, uh, I don't know, Christmas? No, they don't have fireworks at Christmas. I don't know what I'm saying. Canada Day and fucking Harbor Fest and stuff like that. That's what they sell them for. Go down to the harbor. And uh, the fact that uh, they sell them re for residential and personal use here in BC is a nightmare. It's a nightmare for those of you who uh, maybe you're trying to record your podcast. <laughs> There's like 10,000 fireworks going off, possibly. You know, actually, I don't really give a fuck that much. It's, it's actually not that big a deal. But the fact is, it's weird that in this same country, there's so many different rules. Like, weed is basically legal in this province, and fireworks are. But Ontario, you can't do it. You can't do it. And then there's no privatized liquor in Ontario. But there's privatized liquor in BC. That's weird, weird, weird things. I don't know. So anyway, back to the Joe Rogan video. Look, I don't know what year it was, but I'd say based on maybe his hair slash shirt style that we're looking at maybe early 80s. Uh, no, maybe. Let's say late 80s. i give him a break. I think it's like 88. He's got to be like 45, 47 or something. So it wouldn't be a stretch to say like 88. He looked very young. Anyway, it's weird because... I think we've all kind of latched on to this guy. I don't know if you follow him or not, but like we've all latched on to him for who he is now. You know, he's like this fucking alpha male MMA personality, A1 dude. He's, you know, he's got this like uh, very sure way of, of presenting himself. And uh, you see this video of him when he's younger and he's like trying out this craft. And uh, he just, 
Uh, it looks like a Joe Rogan impersonator. That's the only way I can explain it. That's what I thought of. Oh, and it was like a, a guy impersonating Joe Rogan impersonating the, the comedian uh, Sam Kinison. <laughs> that was the weirdest thing. It was like uh, this rehash. It was this weird thing. I don't, and you know, he's he's uh, made a lot of reference to uh, many many times over the years about how all his early material was uh, basically, you know, uh, uh, an homage to uh, Sam Kinison's material, and and you could definitely see that. That's a that's a very interesting uh, and very humble way to describe your your way through things. I think when I first started making beats, uh, the first few productions I ever made, I I was definitely trying to be DJ Premier. I wanted to be Premier. I wanted to have his elegance on a record. I wanted to be able to only only do boom bap and only like New York East Coast boom 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 with like horns and like like that kind of stuff. That's all I wanted to do. And then uh, and then I realized that uh, I I actually I needed to find my own thing. And uh, it's kind of come full circle because now I I I have like a uh, so many different avenues I can go down, but the reality of it is uh, the premiere thing really shines through in some of my records now. And uh, now it's like it was almost like a, a slap to him before to say that I, I wanted to be like him because it was so bad. It was really bad. But nowadays, I, you know, I feel a little bit more comfortable with what I'm doing. I'm still improving. I still have things I want to learn, still have things I want to do. But uh, the stuff now, I, I think you can hear a little bit more primo in it. And uh, when I met the guy, uh, yeah, you know, Mr. Premier, DJ Premier, he was a very nice guy, you know, he's, he's very kind, and uh, I had a chance to tell him that uh, that uh, I totally started producing because of him, and uh, he was like, uh, he, he, he was like, that's a real nice thing to say, thanks, hey, thanks, man, that's real nice, that's real, thank you, man, and, he, and you know what, like, he probably gets told that 45,000 times a week just in Belgium or something <laughs> when, he, when he's on world tour. But, uh, you know, he really made me feel like uh, he actually cared, and I appreciate that. I don't know if that's something you get better at the more people tell you. Like, if, if you know, you know, there's it's almost like you could take two roads, kind of. There's, like, one road where uh, you, people kiss your ass so much that you just become numb to it, and, and you're like, oh, yeah, thanks, oh, yeah. And, and people walk away and go, that guy was kind of fucking insincere. What a prick. And the, the tide turns against you. Or you can go this other avenue, and the other avenue kind of turns into the situation where, like, okay, uh, I not only do I appreciate that as an individual comment, but I recognize you as an independent individual, and I, I think that was a very kind thing to say. So thank you very much. And you know what? He definitely goes down that route, and I, I applaud him. When you meet your heroes, sometimes it's a disappointing thing. But he was a fucking god, and I'm glad I got to meet him and shake hands with him. All right. Uh, fuck, that went in on a tangent. What the shit? What the fuck? What are you talking about now? Oh, I saw, because it's, it's Halloween, I saw a photo uh, this week of uh, uh, a photo from trick-or-treating these little kids uh, in 1930, okay? And the photo is like... It's like one of those photos. I don't know what the fuck it was with people back then, but no one's smiling. <laughs> maybe maybe it had something to do with the Great Depression. Okay, I realize you're starving, you have no fucking money, and it's a terrible time. But you can smile in the photo. Like, what did a photo even cost back then? They probably had to fucking sell a child. One of their kids got sold into slavery. He's carrying bulbs and fucking film the whole time. And uh, the, the, everyone else in the photo can't even smile. 
That's a weird thing. Maybe it's because... I don't know if this is true. Maybe you guys can uh, write me an email about this, send me a tweet. But uh, maybe it's because before photos, the thing was you had to stand there and they had to paint you and pick and like place. So it became very custom to like not fuck around. Like you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't like make a face. You couldn't like change up. Uh, you're like, oh, check out this one. They'd be like, stay still. That bowl of fruit needs to be in the exact same place you are, and we're not going to be doing this again okay uh samuel clemens do you think he had his paint yeah he had a few portraits painted eh? yeah you knew not to fuck around you don't you don't move that thing takes a long time and that's how they did it but then you move up to uh to photos and uh people don't know what to do they're just they stand there with their hands at their side blankly looking forward that was actually more creepy than anything the fact that they were trick-or-treating but the blank soulless death stares that they had going on were the most terrifying thing I saw <laughs> this whole Halloween. It was pretty weird. And speaking of this whole Halloween, you know what makes me kind of mad? Is, uh, again, I'm from a small town. Yeah, we know that. Okay, well, just fucking let me break it down in another way for you, okay? When I used to go trick-or-treating, uh, you know, in a small town, you go uh, you go around to your your family members. Like you always have to stop in with your fucking aunt and your grandparents and your mom and your dad. Everywhere you go, and it's like a family thing. Oh, they show off. Oh, what are you, Jamie? Oh, you're Jason again from Friday the Thirteenth for the nineteenth time. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, you're so original. Meanwhile, they're thinking, what the hell is wrong with this kid? He always wants to be a serial killer. What the hell? But uh, that was how it was. That was how it was in small town. Now, fast forward, and uh, uh, I was out. Uh, this happened a couple years ago. I realized this is what they do. But uh, I was out with uh, my girlfriend, and uh, me and the lady. We uh, we were out in the mall, and uh, it was just overwhelmed with like little kids, toddlers, and like little kids with with uh, pre-made little corporate hollowed out jack-o'-lanterns with plastic handles that they walk around with and I was like what's going on and it turns out these kids this is what they're doing they they get all their candy safely from the mall this blew me away I was like what what do you mean like like they they pay something and then they go around to the mall and, and they're like and she's like no 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 this, this is uh this is how they do it this is how they do it here and she's from a small town too so she was like you know weirded out this is pretty bizarre and uh it actually was weird. It was it was so close to Halloween. It was Halloween. What am I talking about? It was Halloween. So they actually had just opened up a Christmas store. And it was crazy in the mall. So we actually ended up taking Solace away from Halloween in a Christmas store. And that was nice, you know, because we like Christmas. But uh, it was just weird that uh, people are so afraid for their children nowadays. There's so many, I guess, perceived pedophiles and rapists and serial killers and all this shit out there that uh you know they don't want to take their kid door to door that's kind of weird you know you live you live beside someone for years and you never talk to them you ne you never more than a, a tip of the hat some people don't even do that they're just like they usher their kids they're like go inside it's safe lock the door and, everyone, and no one no one talks to anyone around them it's a weird thing i think that, for me, is probably the weirdest thing about living in a city. And that's the weirdest thing about Halloween nowadays. Uh, oh, what's this? I don't know. I was going to talk about this game. Uh, should I fuck? I don't know. 
Here, okay. Just to give you an idea, this is the kind of stuff they did do, though, back in the 30s. This is why... <laughs> this is maybe, maybe this is why... This explains why they all had this fucking weird, sullen, sad, and uh, just completely dejected look on their faces in that photo. So this is, uh, this is a game from about 70 or 60 years ago, okay? Uh, I actually saw this a few months ago online, but then it popped up again. And uh, I thought, you know, I'm talking about Halloween in the 1930s and how weird that must have been. But uh, here's a game they used to play, okay? I'm going to read this verbatim. Uh, this game is called Poor Pussy. And uh, it, it involves, in the photo, there's uh, four children sitting on stools. Like a, like a chair, and uh, all four of them have their own chair, and they're sitting in like a half circle, and then one child is on all fours in front of them, and it's just a weird looking photo, and it's done in that uh, uh, that like Fallout uh, 50s, 40s style, like, uh, what was the name of that, uh, uh, that, that lady they had on all the, uh, all the U.S. Army ads, her name was like Ratchet Jane, or what was it called, uh, I can't remember her name, anyway, it looks like that, like, uh, Uncle Sam wants you. Like, that kind of ad. Anyway, here's how the game. It's called Poor Pussy. Uh, the game's called Poor Pussy, and it goes, The children are seated in a circle. One child who is chosen to be Poor Pussy stands in the center. Now, Poor Pussy kneels before some child and meows three times. Every time he meows, the child whom he is facing must say, Poor pussy, without laughing. If he laughs, he becomes the poor pussy. If he doesn't laugh, the pussy must try someone else. Ladies and gentlemen, I rest my case. That's the, that's the, you know, this, this sounds like this actually might be fun to try. <laughs> Get yourself some moonshine, play some poor pussy. You might have yourself a good time. All right, look, uh, I gotta say, I appreciate you guys listening. Um, this is uh, this is my eighth week doing this straight. Um, it, it means a lot to me to be able to uh, do something for eight weeks straight. Some people can't work out one day ever, so uh, doing this, it's a bit of a mental workout. It's uh, it's a bit of a discipline to make sure I get to show up every week and that uh, I do it. And I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you riding along with me, folks. It's, uh, it's nice. Even when uh, I'm uh, busy to the gills and I don't have a guest, I appreciate you just listening to my monologue and uh, letting me rant a bit. Have a few drinks and, uh, yeah, just talk. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to say thanks for always following me. Uh, I got a song for you guys to check out here at the end, as I usually do. Uh, the song here this week is uh, none other than my youngest brother, Jordan McDonald. Very, 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 very talented guy. How come you always play your brother's music? How come you don't ever play? Well, first off, I do play other people's music. But I just happen to come from a family where we're all musicians. And uh, our, our whole Christmas dinner is basically a sound check. Okay? So that's, that's, you know, that's why I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it because he dropped a, a lyric video for it this week, which is one of those little kinetic typography videos. You know, the ones I'm talking about where the letters, the words dance whenever he says a word, that kind of thing. Uh, it's a great song. I think he's a very talented guy, and uh, he, he deserves a much larger and wider platform than he currently has. And uh, he's doing all this work with this band in Winnipeg called Cataclysm. And uh, 
He's doing this band. Ah, oh, what the fuck? I tried to remember this. What was the name of that metal band? Uh, it's like a three name. Th- it's <laughs> it's three words. I can't remember it right now. Something. I'm gonna. If I guess, it would just suck. Yeah, I'm just gonna guess. Uh, chainsaws with whips. <laughs> Something like that. Rockets with chainsaws. Something like that. I don't know what it is, but uh, I know a lot of the guys that he plays with, and uh, they're all good guys. So anyway, uh, you can always follow me at MD underscore Boomsday on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, apparently that is still a cool thing. You can still uh, get involved. And uh, you can always uh, email me directly at partnerdpromo at gmail.com with all your questions, uh, your suggestions, your comments. I want to hear everything. If you like the show, if you think it sucks, especially if you think it sucks, please let me know. I want to know what you think and, uh, you know, how I can tell you to go fuck yourself. All right, so... Uh, without further ado, I present everyone with Rainfalls. Rainfall by my brother Jordan McDonald. Thanks for listening, guys. I love you all. Have yourself a fantastic evening and some moonshine. Of the mind.